once you forgive yourself and you start loving yourself and taking action moving forward and you know release it let it go it happened you need to sit with it observe it from the external view accept it release it let go but then that's it it's over now you have more space and that space instead of filling it with negativity and uh-huh. still self-doubt and worry now say you know what now i'm ready to fill you with love hello and welcome to the healing and dealing podcast i am your host charlotte and i am so excited to go on this journey with you Through a trauma-informed lens, we will navigate healing through conversation and connection while learning tools to embody our transformation and make lasting changes in our lives. We will cover relatable topics and discuss various modalities to put into action and ignite change. This podcast will have incredible guests who will share their story and provide proof that even in the darkest times, there is light waiting for us. If you landed here, it's for a reason. Now, let's get started. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Healing and Dealing podcast. I'm so honored today. I have Celine Kerr. She is the founder of Celine Kerr Life Coaching, the author of How to Calm Your Mind, Declutter Your Home, Declutter Your Life, and an advocate of the female empowerment through self-care. Some years ago, Celine was trapped in a cycle of overthinking, procrastination, and anxiety. As an overthinker, she was obsessed with planning every detail of her life. Procrastination prevented her from carrying out her plans, and when her plans failed, anxiety and depression took over. The sheer weight of her anxiety caused her heart to pound and weigh so heavily on her chest that she found it hard to breathe. Celine explored various tools and techniques to start calming her mind and taking back control of her life by connecting the mind, body, and soul. By taking what she has learned from her personal life and combining it into her professional training and qualifications, Celine wants other women to gain the same empowerment as they discover the root causes of their chaotic minds, reveal their inner strengths, and find inner peace and lead a fulfilling life. Beautiful. What a work. What amazing work you're doing for women all over the world. That's that's awesome. I'm so happy to have you here and share your expertise with all of my listeners and with me. I'm I'm ready to learn too because I, I need to calm the Thank mind you. too. So yes, yeah. Thank you for little. having me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And I got to a point where I I really understood. Uh, our purpose here on earth and is really to sharing our stories because the more we share our stories, the more we open everybody's eyes to realize that they're not alone. They're not alone going through whatever it is they're going through, right? Throughout my journey, I realized that we are stuck in that mindset that where, you know, you got to be strong, you got to be the leader, you got to be in control of your life and control of your actions. We grew up that way. And what I realized is I'm just harming everybody around me, including myself, by continuing this old fashioned mindset. It was hard at the beginning to share because I had coaches, I had people that would tell me, you need to speak, you need Mm -hmm. to let that out and Mm -hmm. talk about your journey. But I'm like, but I'm not an expert. Like I'm still going through it or through this Mm -hmm. journey. I'm still learning. Maybe when I learn and I know I got to the point where I, I want to be at, then I can share. And 
what I realized is no, that's not the right way to do it. You need right. to share as you go, as you grow. And there's no way uh, that you will ever be knowing everything and exactly. achieving everything, right? Like we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our experiences. We learn from our journey. And, and that's what makes us good coaches. That's what, because we relate with every story, every client that we get, we learn from them. They're, we're not just providing for them, but they're also providing for us, right? Mm -hmm. So this was uh, how it uh, it started by me realizing that everything that I'm trying to do in my life to change my situation, my environment, wasn't leading me anywhere. It was just the opposite. Mm -hmm. I was getting more self-doubt, more worries, more anxiety, more stress every time I was attempting to do a change in my life. Yeah. Um, and I had to really, really, really hit rock bottom. And unfortunately, that's how it works. Usually you have to hit really a rock bottom. And that is a different rock bottom for everybody. Some will be hit big time where, you know, you get into a divorce, you lose someone, you lose your job, you lose. And yeah. other ones, it could be a rock bottom emotionally where right. you just can't breathe. You you yeah. just don't understand. And for me, that was the case where I want to change. I felt that calling within me to tell me you are so deserving of so much more. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I was feeling guilt because I had everything on the outside for someone on the outside, for my family, for friends, for co-workers. I couldn't speak because I felt guilty to ask for more when I had a great family. I have all my parents, my siblings, everybody around me have mm -hmm. a beautiful house, beautiful job. Uh, what am I complaining about? You know, being grateful. Yeah. We were taught to thank God yes. uh, all throughout our life. And, and and that's something whoever is very spiritual and believing and Christian, whatever, even Muslim and whoever it is, we were taught to always be grateful. Mm -hmm. But we were not taught why to be grateful. It was so easy for us to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you. But what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? It's easy mm -hmm. to say it, but do you really mean it? What is it right. that you are? So it all started by me, like really hitting rock bottom. And, and that rock bottom for me wasn't just emotionally. It was seeing the environment in my own house around my family mm -hmm. and seeing how my kids were reacting to my uh, reaction to everything, being irritable, uh, irritated all the time, screaming, starting to cry, hitting myself, like just being that angry mom all the time, all the time. And them reacting the same way I was reacting for yeah. them to scream back at me when I'm asking them for something for mm -hmm. them to throw tantrum to hit doors or to and I'm like but what's happening why are they reacting like that and I was kind of blaming their situation that's what at one point I got so selfish thinking that it's because they're reacting like that that I'm I'm bringing excuses to myself yes. until I realize no that's not the way to go and I need to do some changes and that's when I realized mm -hmm. in order for us to change our environment we need to first accept that we need to make changes internally and absolutely yes. 
Yeah. So this is how, how it all started. I went on a self-discovery, on a self-growth journey, which was at, uh, alongside of spirituality. And I dived really deep into a lot of books, a lot of books. I was like just consumed by books and by listen, like just reading and, and highlighting and writing notes. And, and then the more you read, the more you open up your mind, that's when awareness kicks in where you mm -hmm. realize, oh my God, it's all me. It's all me. <laughs> and we are so used to making changes, which are, I, I think it's much easier to say, you know what, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start exercising every day. But we always forget that missing piece that will create your balance in your life, which is the mind, body, and soul. Now more and more people are talking about mm -hmm. this. You cannot just work on your mind and on your body and forget the, the main you. Who, who are you? Who who are you really? We don't know who we are. Yeah. We don't know who we are until we start asking ourselves those deep, deep questions. And that's when awareness kicked in. And I realized that I had to do some self-care. Mommy needed some self-care. And in order for do the, doing that self-care, you know, I, I talk a lot to a lot of people and they tell me, well, Sinan, that's easy for you to say, but I don't have time. I don't have to. I have four kids. I have five kids. I'm I'm juggling between business, between my work, between the, the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You do have time. It's just, are you willing to sacrifice some things in order to take care of yourself? It's very easy for us moms and women to take care of everybody around us. But mm -hmm. we we forget ourselves. For me, taking care of myself, the only way I could fit it in my schedule was to say, you know what, for six months. I'm dedicated to waking up at five in the morning and seven o'clock, my kids are up or 6.30 for some. All you need is about 20 to 30 minutes a day. And yeah. that is my time that I'm going to, I didn't tell myself that I'm going to wake up for my life, the rest of my life at five yeah. in the morning. Just but at least for a certain time, I needed to just give myself that time. And within that half an hour that I was, well, it's, for me, it was an hour and a half, but all you need is a half an hour. You wake up and you just fill your mind with good information. That could be guided meditation is mm -hmm. number one. Guided meditation will get you in that, you know, that vibration, vibration, yeah. that calmness where you can figure out what thoughts are coming into your mind, what's going on internally. So I would do my 15 minutes guided meditation, some to an hour guided meditation. For yeah. me, 15 minutes was to set, to set <coughs> myself, to ground myself. Then I would do 15 minutes of journaling. Mm -hmm. And then 15 minutes of whatever I like to do. What is it? A book, reading a book, listening to a podcast, uh, taking a long, nice hot shower, preparing breakfast quiet within, you know, your, mm -hmm. your own, own self. And I did that for six consecutive months. It was hard because I didn't give myself a day off. It was like, <laughs> I knew if I would give myself one day off, then it's going to become two, then it's going to become three. And I would do it. I would do it. That that got me into the habit of calmness. Just mm -hmm. creating that 30 mm -hmm. minutes. Now you know what it is. So going through your, your day where the chaos is going around, you'll know that, okay, I need that. I'm craving that calmness. I'm craving mm -hmm. that moment for myself. And yeah. with time, you start understanding with practice that guided meditation could only be a couple of deep breaths that you take mm -hmm. during the day, right? So it yes. becomes a habit. And that's how it all started.
You unfolded that so beautifully. Like at so much of what you said aligns with my story too. It's crazy. It's I'm just I'm so intrigued and I and first of all I'm so proud of you for doing this work from the bottom of my heart. I'm so proud of you because I know what it's like. I did it too and I know that we had a choice to do it or not. And we chose to do it for ourselves, for our kids, for you know, just the people around us who love us, but I love how you said you know, your daughter, or I don't know if it was your daughter, but like your kids were acting like you, like they're yeah. literally mirrors of us. And that yeah. was a wake up call for you. Same goes for me. Like, and still daily I'm reminded, I'm like, oh, that's that thing I taught her, you know, before I started doing the work. And I wasn't aware of how my actions were like modeling everything for mm -hmm. her. I mean, like mm -hmm. we know that, but we don't really like understand it until there's a lot of self-awareness around ourselves and what we do, you know? But it's 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 hard to really accept that yeah. we are doing that to our kids. And I think that's where the self-forgiveness comes. We need to take the time to forgive ourselves. And most of the time it's attached to something that happened way, way, way back mm -hmm. that we still un unconsciously feel guilty about. Right. Even though most of the time I've learned that we were not in control at that time, exactly. it wasn't in our hand and, but we mm -hmm. still feel guilty about it. So we know unconsciously that our kids are reacting a certain way because of us, but we have a hard time accepting it. And I think mm -hmm. that the minute you accept and you tell yourself, journal about it and say, I forgive you for, and those journals Till this day, I, I can remember the the words I wrote, and I don't even know how they came out. Right. And it gets me so emotional about how much I needed to forgive myself for things mm -hmm. in the past, how much I needed to forgive myself. And then, but the, the once you forgive yourself and you start loving yourself and taking action, moving forward and, you know, release it, let it go. It happened. You need to sit with it, observe it from the external view, accept it, release it, let go. But then that's it. It's over. Now you have more space and that space, instead of filling it with negativity uh -huh. and still self-doubt and worry, now say, you know what? Now I'm ready to fill you with love. Yes. I'm ready to give yeah. you that love. And by you loving yourself and, and giving yourself that empathy, then it's reflecting on the others. And I was talking to Charlotte uh, two weeks ago and we were talking about my son and how of a Honestly, as soon as I started working on myself, within the two weeks, I started seeing a huge difference in my kids where they calmed down. They started have, being more happy. Now they are aware of their own reactions towards any situation. And he's able at eight, eight years old to say, mommy, I need my space. I need time to reflect. Or mommy, I'm having an anxiety attack. We don't realize... We, when we go through anxiety, we don't realize that our surroundings are going through the same. It's just that we are so centered about what we're feeling that we don't realize that they might be feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And me, when I realized, oh, my God, OK, I'm making those changes and I'm living in the moment now. I'm being aware of every action and every thought that I'm taking throughout the day. Now I'm able to see the moments where the kids are are 
getting affected by a situation. And for him to tell me, mommy, I'm my heart, um, something is going on. Mommy, mommy, please come here, come here. He's calling me, he's in the room. Can you put YouTube, can you put that call music you listen to? I need, <laughs> I need that, mommy, I need that. And just by putting that call awesome. music, it, it, and he goes, can you sit with me? Let's do those, this meditation you do. Let's take deep breath, mommy. Let's take deep breath. What are we like to see that we are giving them the tools at such a young age yes. to use throughout mm-hmm. their life? And why wait for them to get to a certain age where it's even harder to get out mm-hmm. of those habits that they're creating? <clears throat> so by doing the work on myself and by me changing what I realized, two things, my circle of people around me from family to friends to cousins to started shifting everything around you starts shifting that's why we say surrender just focus on yourself and everything else around you will set in place and will transform to what really the vibration you're putting out there Mm -hmm. so I lost a lot of people around me. At the time, I couldn't understand it. I got really hurt. I got really sad. Some have put me in positions where I I got really, really like saddened. And I was like, unbelievable. Why would they think such things, right? But later, we understand why things happen to us, right? When we sit with it and we look at it and we say, oh my God, I'm feeling so much better. This was exactly what I needed at that Mm -hmm. time. But I couldn't phantom the, the reality of it at that time. So a lot of people have had disappeared from my life, fallen apart. Some other ones started coming in. Yeah. And now these people that are starting to come in, it's like it's like you when I met you the first time. I was like, I feel like I know you for years. I feel like we've known each other from, I don't know, a different life. I don't know what it is, but it's our energies uh-huh. start connecting and, and it's, it's a, a much higher force that will surround you with loving people, with people that are going through the same journey, with people are willing to change the world that with me and you together, with someone else together, we collectively are making a bigger change in this life and I also realized that the most the people that were the closest to me that were kind of I'm not going to say narcissist but they were Mm -hmm. in that old Mm. mentality they started changing without even me telling them anything (laughs) about what I was doing anything but just by me changing my vibrations and my way of of reacting it helped them too so it's very very powerful just follow your Get to that state of mind where you're in the present moment, where you are consciously aware of your thoughts, and you will see how your intuition, your your guts, whatever you want to call it, will guide you always to take the right decision and the right next step in life. It will never guide you in the wrong decision. But us focusing on our ego, on that that mountain, and the ego again. I don't. I, I talked about this in a lot of podcasts. I don't believe. I used to believe the ego is the worst thing that could have happen to you, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the mean monster within you. No, you. The, yeah, the ego. I I take the ego like a mama bear. I always refer mm-hmm. to it as the mama bear. That's the the part of you where it's like not used to you taking 
any different action from what you used to. So as soon as you try to change or try something new, they will flag you and tell you, hey, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is too scary. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. And you Mm -hmm. listen. But what about turning around and saying, I thank you. Thank you for, you know, warning me, but it's okay. I'm still going to take that step. I'm aware that I might fall. I'm aware that I might get hurt, but I'll deal with it when that happens, right? And that's when you start taking those little steps into changing your life. And it's like, it goes at a very fast speed. Transformation starts happening. You get addicted to it and you will <laughs> never stop, right? Like you we just always explain grow. that. I love the way you just explained that, the mama bear. Yeah, I've always thought of the ego. I remember I did a program a while back and I went through all these different like types of egos, right? And I was marking them off the ones that I noticed that I had. And it was like way more than half. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like what? I have so much to do. You know, I felt all overwhelmed after that. But then <clears throat> once I started learning more about it, it w- became clear that these are all protector parts of me that... I've used in the past and I love the way you the way you talk to your ego like as an observer like you said earlier it's so important to like unattach from that and and look at it from a different yeah detach thank you from a different you know lens and see and tell that your ego like I feel you I know you're there you served me in the past I thank you for that in these moments but right now like I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. It's so important to understand, like, what self-awareness is that? You know, that's beautiful. But that's why when we talk to people that have went on a spiritual journey and everybody tells us, you know, oh, my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's the best thing I've ever done. But it's really coming down to you trusting your instincts, trusting your, 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 you are There's no one on the outside that will love you more than you love yourself. There's no one on the outside that know you more than you know yourself. So once you start taking the risk and saying, you know what, I trust you to keep me alive and to take the best decisions for myself. And to go from there, I don't know, that happiness, that love, that that light that starts shining from within you don't want to turn mm. it off after that, right? Like you don't want to yeah. go back to that fear and worry. It's normal. We're always going to be fearful and worried, especially with the with what we're going on, what's mm-hmm. going on on the outside, right? And and it's all filled with negativity outside. I mean, it's sad. It's it's worrying. We think about the future. We think about the future of our kids. But what if you say that I'm always going to take the right decision for myself and for my family. I'm going to live whatever I have in this life happy. Why should we be feeling anxious and sad before even things that Mm -hmm. we're worried about happen? When they happen, we'll deal with them. For now, what can you do today so you can be happy, have fun? And by you living happy and fun today, the next day will Mm. be the same. But And stop comparing yourself to anyone outside. Just compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Just make make the intention with yourself that every day I'm going to become a better version of who I was yesterday. That's all it takes. Mm. That's all it takes. How can I 
do something today, even whatever it is, let little something that will get me closer to where I want to go, but without jumping from one rock to another, just Mm -hmm. pick one little, little tiny, tiny step that you can do today to get you closer to where you want to be and celebrate yourself while you're doing it, because we don't celebrate ourselves enough. So every little thing, you got to create that trust within yourself. You can't just hit your goal by taking three steps, but you can hit your goal by taking 20 steps. Mm -hmm. So instead of sitting for two, three hours working on something, why don't you do 15 minutes? And then once that's done, leave it on the side and celebrate yourself that you did that 15 minutes instead of deceiving yourself by not achieving that two hour you set yourself for, right? right? And then by doing that for a couple of days, you start creating that stress that, oh, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can add a little bit more. And mm-hmm. then you go from there. We're just too hard on ourselves. We are. Um, it's true. Yeah, we're, we're trying to be in control of everything and we don't need to be in control. We really need to surrender and just let go. Something you said brought brought up something in me and it's it's when you said, you know, who's going to love you more than yourself? And I some it just came to me, you know, some people don't love themselves, you know, and and I feel like with me I was not following my intuition for so many years and I was breaking promises to myself all the time. And I just wasn't aligned for so many years mm-hmm. that the I couldn't find that love for myself mm-hmm. when I was living like that because I was just upsetting myself all the time. Like, Charlotte, you yeah. know, you didn't want to do that. Why did you do that? Or just, you know, there wasn't much self-care, self-trust, none of that. So well, once I started to do that, that's when I started realize when I started to follow my intuition and and listen truly and get quiet and and know what Charlotte really wants. That's when I could feel the love for myself. That's when it started growing. That's when I was like, oh my gosh, I can wholeheartedly say I love you, Charlotte, and mean it. And that's like you said, like that's where it started. That's really where yeah. Like, uh, yeah. it started to bloom. But that's that's why we go back to the number one thing you need to start with is self-forgiveness, because right. there is something and I can guarantee you and everybody that we're not give, give, uh, forgiving ourselves for something. And that when it stays in your subconscious mind, you're always every day you're waking up and you are feeling guilt and mm-hmm. you are feeling even some feel disgust. Yeah, they, they I feel, did. They, yeah, I absolutely so, did. But before you start loving yourself, you can go from that to saying, oh, I love you, Charlotte. I love yeah. you, Sid. I it's love you, Sid. It's, it's hypocrite. It's not, it's not something you can accept. So you need to sit down and say, okay, start. Just I promise you just by saying, I forgive you for and I love you for. And then start writing anything that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. If it's not coming out completely, the next day, continue. Put another paper. Say it again. If you think that you have any idea of the timing where you started feeling like that, then go back in your mind when you're meditating. Meditation could be when you were in high school, could be when you were in primary school and go back into that period of your life and try to remember some things. And by you writing the first sentence, you'll see everything will come out. So self-forgiveness is number, number one to start any spiritual journey. You know what, Celine, I couldn't forgive myself back then when I was doing the same thing over and over. You know what I mean? It's like I had a block up against self-forgiveness when I was just continuing to make, to break those promises. You know what I mean? Like drinking was a big thing for me. And yeah. it was like, yeah. 
I knew I didn't want to drink, but I would do it anyway. So I was going against my intuition. I was going against the boundary I set for myself. And the next morning I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm hungover again. Yeah. I couldn't even think about forgiving myself because I knew I was going to do it again. So again. there were so many barriers I had to break down for all of that to occur. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. I had to first follow my intuition and learn about the reasons why I wanted to stop drinking yeah. and break those limiting beliefs and and stop the actual thing I was doing to build the self-trust. And then it became like, I forgive you. And and then I love you. And it was like, yeah, such a journey. It's crazy. Yes, it is. It is. Down. It's a lot of, lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's a continuous uh, work. And it's also like, okay, so I know that I need to change things in my life to get to where I want. So maybe look at it in a way where, okay, what do you really want? Exactly. Do you even know what you really want? Yeah. It, where Where is it? Like, it's not about just thinking, oh, I want this or I want that. No. How do you want to feel yes. when you get what you want? What is the emotion? What is it? Is it because, well, sometimes I'm tight. I want more money in my life. I'm fed up. I want more mm -hmm. money. In my life. Okay. But what is it that money is going to get you? If, if, if. What, what is it that usually money will bring you to financial freedom? But what is financial freedom? Like, exactly. It's it really, like? you know, what does it feel like, you know, to feel more at ease, to not have to worry every day, not have to stress every day. So, okay, so you get to what you really want, you write it down, and then you say, what steps do I need if I'm logic and I need to put steps in place to get me to where I want to be? What are the steps that I need to put? Then you realize, okay, I'm putting all these steps here. So what is it that is blocking you from getting there? If you know that you need to take those steps, mm -hmm. is it time? Is it uh, you're, you have too much on your plate? Is it, there is something that is too full in order for you to make these changes. So you need yeah. to look at how are you in the present? What are things that you're doing that you are unhappy with that don't bring you joy and accept and say, you know what? I am letting you go. I am letting you go, but I, you can't just let go. You need to replace it by something else mm -hmm. because a lot of the times we feel lost. If mm -hmm. we stop doing that, then what am I doing? If you right. like to drink, but then you're telling yourself, okay, I'm not going to drink tonight. But what are you doing? Yes, exactly. In the yep. meantime, when you're not drinking, because you're just sitting and telling yourself, no, I'm not taking that drink. I'm not taking that drink. You're going to end up drinking. <laughs> you're going to end up drinking. So replace yeah. it by something else. And what can you replace it with? But like you said, it's a lot of um, self-discovery. It's a lot of being aware of, because every action you take is related to a thought. It's related to an emotion. It's related. Mm -hmm. So you need to figure out what are those things that are coming up? Where are you feeling them physically? What are the emotions attached to it? What thought exactly. triggered me to get back into that habit, that bad habit that I'm mm -hmm. trying to, to change? right? Like yeah, there's something, exactly. there's a cycle happening. What is your own cycle? For me, my cycle was always overthinking, always stressing, always. And then that overthinking was bringing some self-doubts and fear and worry. And mm -hmm. I was, that's my excuse to procrastinate and freeze and not take this, the necessary uh, right. actions that I needed to take. And by me not taking those actions, I was still looking at my goal and I wasn't getting any closer to those achievements that I was looking for. Then I would get into anxiety because I'm like, 
Oh my God, oh my gosh. I can't get there. And yeah. then it would be the same cycle over and over again. So what is your cycle? You need to figure out what are the cycles that you are going through. And then you can do research mm -hmm. and find the necessary tools that you need. So I want to talk about procrastination, but I want to highlight something you said about, you know, the financial freedom piece. And you said, how is it going to make you feel? When I went through and reprogrammed my brain around alcohol, that that emotional based goal was the driver and everything. And now I'm I, I'm just reprogrammed literally that that is what drives me to not want to drink. Why would I want to drink? I want to feel amazing, you know, and that's. I, like, I know that feeling now it's, I've practiced it for a year straight. And I'm like, this is how, what I love. I love my body to feel good. I love to have energy. I love to have a clear mind. And so it, it just makes it so easy to be like, yeah, right. Why would I have a beer? Why would I go back? Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Am I willing now to sacrifice how I'm feeling today to, for yeah. Know, a drink? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think you know, so many people get caught up in behavior based goals. Like, if you're going to, um, I'm going to go to the gym every day. Let's use your example that you used in the, like in the morning, I'm going to wake up every morning for six months at 6 a.m. So yeah, you can set that up for yourself and white knuckle it and really like try to bang it out. But how is it going to make you feel when you do that every morning? So you have to notice when, at, you know, the first week it's going to be hard, but how'd you feel after you did it? And you yeah, to, when, like, when I wasn't doing it, uh, there was days that I couldn't get myself out of bed. I realized that that day would be completely different from the other days that exactly. I would wake up, right? Because already there, you 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 feel that disappointment that you didn't take that actions to to take care of yourself. You it yes. becomes at a point you become your own baby. It's like, I wouldn't let a baby, my baby not eat the whole day, mm -hmm. or I wouldn't let my baby be sad all day. So I started feeling like I am not taking care of myself. Yeah. Once you start taking care of yourself and not doing it one day or two days or three days, then you're like, oh, I can't do right. that. I need to take care of myself. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, that's how, that's how you get to it. But the, the emotion and the, the, uh, like you said, it's so important. Yeah. So understand. your goal isn't actually, I'm going to wake up every morning and mm -hmm. journal. Mm -hmm. Your goal is I want to feel grounded throughout the day. I want to feel clear. I want to feel like a high vibration. How do I get that? By waking up at six in the mm -hmm. morning doing mm -hmm. that work. So yeah. it really just switches things in my brain and I can, I can accomplish so much more when I think about it that way, you know, yes. rather than just like forcing myself to do things that do I'm not even thinking about how it makes me feel, you know, yes. it's so important. Yes. So yeah, let's get into some procrastination because I got some real problems over here with procrastinating. <laughs> Actually, I don't like I'm at work. Like I'm more of like a get it done right then and there. I, cause I hate that feeling of, you know, mm -hmm. things hanging over my head. It really bothers me, but there's things at home I procrastinate about. And then like, I'm about like bases too. So I'm sure everyone has like a junk area, you know? Yes. I have like this one area in my kitchen where all the stuff goes. Oh, everything goes there. <laughs> it's like near my kitchen table. And so I'm noticing I don't like to eat at my kitchen table because I'm by the stuff. Like yeah. it just changes the whole energy of the room for me. Mm -hmm. So I know I need to sit down and go through all that mail and all that stuff that's sitting there. But I just keep putting it off, Celine, and, and and I know that I need so to. So, how would that. you feel if this was done? Oh, if I that mess know. on your table was all empty? 
Yeah, I would feel just a huge relief first off. I would feel like, you know, I would have, I could let that little stress go that's hanging on in my brain. I would just feel like more relaxed when I'm in that space. So, yeah. Yeah. So it really is like you've been saying earlier, it's, you know, that how you would feel if that declutter is, for myself, I'm a a person that everything has to be, I learned that decluttering my home, mm-hmm. it's decluttering my mind. Yes. I knew the, the, the attachment to this. And I also know that me taking stuff and just putting them all in a closed space, it's still making my mind feel nervousness because I know what's the, behind those doors. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point where I needed to schedule it, to set it in a, like, you know, I'm not going to do it now. I'm not ready for it now. But I thought, okay, so imagine if everything would be in place, how would you feel? And then I built up that feeling on a couple of days, I would sit with it. I would meditate on it and, and get myself in that feeling of, oh my God, imagine now it's all clean. I have a candle, lit candle. I have a a, a bouquet of flower in that space. And then I'm walking and I'm passing by it. I'm going to feel like wanting to cook more in this kitchen. Yeah. You know, so it's like really creating that feeling and that smell and using all your senses to feel that space and then tell yourself, okay, so this is when I'm, I think I want to do it. Like on a Saturday between 10 and 11, I'm giving myself, this is what I'm doing at that day. And then also, what can I include in there that makes me feel good while I'm doing it? I don't know if, if it's Isn't something it? else you're procrastinating about. Let's say there's a podcast or there's something that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Then why not do it at the same time? Or there's a book that you would love to read. Why not get it on Audible and put it while yeah, you're doing this? Or idea. put uh, that meditation that you like. Whatever it is, you got to combine some things together mm-hmm. and then make it a fun act. Activity where and once you start you're not gonna want to stop because you're seeing it getting less and less and then uh-huh. you're and a lot of I've done this exercise with because I wrote a book also about decluttering your home decluttering your mind yes. and I've spoken to a few of my friends and cousins they're all in that you know I want to <laughs> declutter my home now I said okay ca- calm down like they want to declutter the whole house I said there's steps to be taken you can't mm-hmm. put yourself like I'm decluttering the whole house within those this weekend or that long weekend yeah you're stressing yourself already don't stress yourself come from a different make it an activity I did it with my kids I teach them to learn okay there's always three parts to, to decluttering there's the keep give and and uh, toss away mm-hmm. and if you want more from me you want me to get you more toys or more clothes or more yes. well you need to show me what you're willing to get rid of and give to others that you're not using so I think that's that's one way to to go with it it's really really comes down to breaking down every action that you're thinking about taking into really really tiny steps again mm-hmm. we can and the other thing is also take it out of your mind and put it in a calendar sit down with yourself and empty your mind I think we talked about this I'm not sure if it was with you but there's so much clutter in our mind there's so many things us as women and you were mentioning about why is it at work I don't 
I don't procrastinate. First of all, you have no choice. You need to do mm -hmm. your work. At Second of all, you're used to your work. You are not afraid of your work. You are not worried about what you need to take. You know what you need to do. You right. know the steps. So you're just actioning them. Sure. But at home, you're like, first, if it's something new, you're starting like a new business, you will procrastinate because you're worried and you're, 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 you're fearful. Until mm -hmm. this day, I still procrastinate on a lot of things in my business. But if it's a chore that you don't feel like doing, I really, really suggest you making it a fun and what can you do to make it really you taking care of two or three things at the same time you're doing that thing mm -hmm. and put yourself in that. And while you're doing it, you know, think about the joy that you're going to feel once it's done, right? Yeah, it depends on every, every single thing you're procrastinating about. There's an action to be taken about that. But I wanted to give the example about what you're going through. Yeah. And also when you're doing it, you know, say, I'm taking, I'm being intentional about clearing the energies also yes. while I'm doing it. So I don't know what is hanging in that section of yours, uh, Charlotte. It could be bills. It could be something else. Why not take the time while we're doing it, if it's bills, invoices, and take the time, every bill we take in our hands and say how grateful you are for the service or how grateful you are for whatever you purchased out of it and do gratitude while you're doing it. And then you're, That's you're awesome. you know, I love that. It's, idea. it's a lot of little things for me. It was clearing the energy. So when I was decluttering, I'm like, okay, this is not broken. Yeah. It was a gift that I got back then. But is it still serving me? How do I feel in regards to this? And a lot of things I had were related to people that have hurt me after that. Wow. That were not that I that I had a bad experience mm. with this person. Mm -hmm. But I still had these things in my house. So we don't realize how much this energy is affecting us because even though we're not thinking about that person when we're passing next to it. But your subconscious mind knows about it. So every time you're passing through it, you're connecting with that energy. Do, does this energy serves me in my house? Is it needed now? Is it not needed? And, you know, take everything in a way where that decluttering is a healing session. I'm creating a healing session. Yes. Right. And. Yeah, so it's little mm. things like that. I, I really believe that decluttering your space is very, very important. If you're starting something new, make your space like a place where it's calmness, it's it's all in order. And the more you create that order on the outside, the more you are going to want to do the same mm. with your mind. And that's mm -hmm. when you start planning everything in advance, putting <clears throat> chores in a calendar, putting yourself reminders. Oh, my phone just rang. I need to take vitamins. My phone just rang. It's laundry day. My phone just rang. I need to call all these, these little things that I've been procrastinating about mm -hmm. taking a dentist appointment, taking a hairdressing appointment <clears throat> for my kids, blood tests that I need to do. Set them in your calendar at a specific time. By you putting all these things in your calendar, you're creating that space in your mind where you yes. don't need to force yourself to keep reminding yourself you need to take them. You know the calendar will remind you when it's time it right. will tell you yeah right? that's that's so huge i've been using that sort of system for a long time and it's vital so i'll go through it every morning and just look like what's on my calendar mm. some days i i miss it because i just jump right into work but it creates so much more calmness for me knowing that everything is written down but I know that's not possible. Like some people's brains just don't work like that. Like my husband struggles with 
using a planner. I bought him one. He's a business yeah, owner. He misses appointments all the time. I'm like, you have an iPhone, like put it yeah. in your calendar. Yeah. But I bought him like a handwritten one. He's like, oh my gosh, I missed a really important thing today. I'm like, dude, I, so, can't, so, I can't be your secretary, but <laughs> I could try. So in this case, why not find a place and go and take your time to shop for this? There's so many things things out there now that look so nice that will go with the decor or and mm -hmm. get those calendars where it could be a transparent one with the marker white marker that you can yeah. put somewhere and for him specifically not for you because you, you have yeah. your system and you don't want to crowd that calendar right where yeah. you confuse him but just for him Put him the specific things that he needs to do or he needs to attend to where it's very visible for him every day. He's walking by there. That way, it's also less stress for you because I go through the same thing on my end. So I'm not only handling my calendar and the calendar of my kids, but I'm also <laughs> handling my husband's calendar. Uh -huh. So it's very heavy. It gets it to a point where it's heavy. It so is. we need to take care of ourselves and figure out ways where we can release that, that, you know, this is his responsibility. Now I did my part at the beginning of the month. I put him all the, the appointments they're up there. Maybe you passing by there, you can remind him quickly, but it's not part of your uh, yes. busy calendar. It's his own calendar. That's so, a great idea. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I could help him out and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he de he deserves that. I could help him with that. Yeah, I I know how you were talking about procrastination in business too, and and I feel like anything new, like a lot of my friends want to start side businesses, or you know they're running one, and they want to take the next step. And it's like I was this way too, even before starting the podcast, where you you set up all these expectations, you set up all these things that you have to have done before you make the jump, and and honestly, for me, it was just making the jump and then mm -hmm. and, and really just like leaping into it and learning as you go and growing as you grow i guess you know so what it what but charlotte did you that? know did you realize that on your own or did you have help from coaches or from mentors to get you to take no that i had jump? help i had right. help yeah right. I that's don't think what I it comes up to i don't think i would have taken the jump without all of the work I did with those coaches because I had so much self-doubt. I had so much imposter uh -huh. syndrome. I was uh -huh. just this regular girl who, you know, grew up in an addiction, alcoholism yeah. household. And I was just a mom. Like that was my yeah. identity, you know? And so I yeah. was really stepping into something way different, mm -hmm. but I knew I had something. I knew I wanted to, uh -huh. you know, share my, my voice and other people's voices with the world. So but I just had no idea how to get there. So it, it did. It took help. So for all the listeners, that's exactly the perfect example, because everything Charlotte said was exactly the same thing for me. When we are facing something new in our life, it's an automatic fear and doubts will show up. And then by the fear and doubts, you're going to start comparing yourself to others. Yes. If you are trying to open something online, automatically, you're going to go on social media and start seeing the competition and who's around you. And for some reason, we always end up with the ones that have 3,000, 5,000, 100,000 followers. And we're yeah. like, there's no way I can do this. Even if the night before you sat down for six hours, creating your content, creating your business plan, putting everything on paper, it takes only a fraction of a second of you scrolling on social media to create that self-doubt and that oh, self-fear. So what you do, you say, 
okay, tomorrow I'll show up online. Let me do some little bit more learning. And then you're either going to buy another course or you're going to be watching more master classes. And then you're going to be taking tons and tons of notes and you're going to keep yourself busy and doing things that you think are for your best interest, (laughs) but it's actually all actions you're taking to procrastinate and stay where you're at. So that's when coaches, mentors, people with experience will come into play and tell you, okay, that's enough. Now you need to take an action. But it's so hard for us to take that decision on our own. We need that accountability person. It doesn't have to be a coach. It could be a person, a friend that you talk to and you say, Mm -hmm. you know what? On Wednesday, I need you to push me now, to push me to take that step. And taking that step will relieve you because there's no way you're going to mess it up because you're doing, you're coming from a good place. You want to provide goodness in this world. So there's no way you can mess it up. There is no way. I'm telling you guys. So I went through it. I had to hire a coach and that's how I got to take my my, uh, steps. But I'm going to tell you, it becomes addictive too, because now you see how fast you take those steps and you're not willing to stop. So you want to keep growing. You finish your sessions and you either go to another kind of coach or you continue with your coach. But that's okay. That's okay. A coach needs to be coached. It mm-hmm. never stops. I've been w- working with five coaches and each one of them was for a different reason because I knew I wanted a life coach to start, a mindset coach, then a spiritual coach because I was l- learning spirituality. And then I wanted a business coach. So everything you want to take and do in your life, if you're really, really serious about it, maybe it's time. If you have tried everything, maybe it is time to talk to someone that has went through it that can help you get to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think a lot of people are afraid of the investment, but there are affordable programs out there that, that help people. And, and I'm not someone who's, you know, financially free. And, and two years ago when I joined my first program, it was like, oh my gosh, $500. Like, do I really want to spend this money on this? And I just followed my intuition and I did it. And and it started this whole thing for me. So I'm Mm. so grateful. I just, I spent that money and yes, and it, and it's already multiplied in so many ways, maybe not in dollar signs yet, but Mm -hmm. just Oh my exactly. God. Exactly. Right. That's that's the feeling. What we when you you start working on yourself and loving yourself and growing in that journey, you start understanding that not everything is equal to money. Mm-hmm. When you start your business, I'm going to be very very honest. It could take years before you start making your first dollar. But within those years, you are building connections. You are building yourself. You are building, 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 planting seeds left and right, left and right. And then boom, things starts coming all at once. Mm -hmm. But you got to be, I mean, I talk to people all the time. That investment you are putting, don't put it with the are like the roars, like what am I, what's the return on my investment? No, right. the return on your investment is you growing as a person, is exactly. you going to a next level yeah. where that's when you start attracting the right people you need to come to you, mm-hmm. not at the bottom level. So th- me, it was hard for me at the beginning because I really thought that by me investing in myself in one coach, that right away, I'm going to start making money. And that's not what happened. Right. So I invested another one. And, <laughs> and again, that's not what happened. 
So then I'm like, but what am I doing? And then I realized I sat down and I'm like, but I'm not even the, the same person anymore. I am still learning. I need to start <clears throat> learn. And, you know, there's the lack you need to learn about. There's that lack mm -hmm. of you thinking you're never going to make it and you attract that towards yourself. So having a coach, I think it's a beautiful experience to have in your life at least once and see how that works for your, for you. And then you can uh, take a decision after that to say, you know what, I think I've learned enough and I want to do it on my own now. But yeah. I'm not even there yet. And I'm two years into this. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, not I've, there. I've done a lot of, you know, group cohort type things, mm -hmm. but now I'm doing just one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I was telling you with a spiritual coach and just yeah. to take myself that much more deeper and oh, yeah. we've revealed so many more things that <laughs> that I'm still struggling and like trying to understand and so uh, the healing never ends and that's why I feel like this podcast could last forever because yes. there's always going to be something <laughs> I know that, that you know we need to heal or trauma that that's happened that you know we we need to share our story so other people like you said in the beginning not only other people feel like they're not alone, but we heal when we share our story too. You know, every yes. time I tell, you know, traumatic, traumatic moments of my childhood, I'm able to detach from it a little bit. Yes. And I'm able to, yes. to heal that little, you know, little girl piece inside of me a little more. So that's why I'm just trying to encourage people that follow me and listen to, you know, come on here. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be, you know, a professional, like it's, this is just a conversation about your healing journey. And I think that's, I want that to be like the meat and potatoes of this podcast. That's my true. I love journey. that. I wish you all the best and keep shining your light and your love. Thank I you. I love you. Too. I'm so, so happy we met and your energy is just amazing. And I can't wait to keep, you know, in contact and have yes. you come back on too. We have oh, yes. To talk Whenever about. you don't have a, someone call me. <laughs> I will. I definitely I will. That. Thank you so much. And thank you thank to you. all the listeners for joining us today. That was a beautiful conversation. And every week, I just love that I'm having these amazing conversations with women that are just empowering and fierce and, and just doing the work. And I'm just so grateful to be alongside women like you. So I hope thank everyone you. has a beautiful rest of their day. Yes. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes, share it with your friends and tag me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at healinganddealing.podcast and by joining our Facebook group. Be sure to follow me for inspiration, tips, and exciting news about upcoming episodes. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one, or have questions or comments about what you heard today, please email me at healinganddealing.podcast at gmail.com. Your support means the world to me. I'm so grateful to be sharing my voice and the voices of others with you. Now, let's keep healing and dealing. We'll see you in the next episode.